Hello and welcome to today's Almost Daily Devotion. We are going to do something a little different starting this fall season. In worship at church, we're going to be looking at uh, a series of Old Testament stories that are very familiar to us. We're going to start with the flood narrative, and then next week we'll be looking at the call of Abraham, and then uh, Joseph's dreams, and a few others. We're going to be looking at those stories in depth each week. And so I thought for our daily devotions, we might do a little bit of bad a little bit of background, a little bit of Bible basics and why these stories are so important. It helps to have some of the background and some of the information that you may not have uh, if, if what you know of the story is what you learned in Sunday school as a child. So I hope these are helpful to you. I'll try to have a little nugget in each video uh, explaining it, the theological value, why it's important for you to know that that information. That That's the plan for the next couple of weeks and you can let me know in the comments if that works for you if you like that. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about the flood story. The flood narrative from Genesis chapter um, 6 is repeated again. It's twice. It's one of those stories that's in the Bible twice. We have that in the creation narratives. There's two different creation narratives. And then later in uh, the Gospels, according, are the most famous version of that, where we have four different versions, well, three different versions of Jesus's birth narrative and the crucifixion and Jesus's whole life, essentially. It's sort of a long-form version of what's happening in these chapters in Genesis. And there's a couple theories about why we have that. Now, if you grew up in a more conservative tradition, you probably heard that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, that Moses sat down at some point in his life and wrote the books. And so they're called the Mosaic History, and we received them from Moses. And so all five of the first books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, all five of those are were written by the hand of Moses, but there's some problems with that. One of those problems is that Moses dies in one of the books, one of the, the very last book, Moses dies. And also a lot of the story happens before Moses. Uh, there's several hundred years before Moses comes onto the scene in Genesis. So how did he learn those stories? Somewhere along the way, somebody had to tell him the stories. If even if he did write one or two or three or four or all five of the books. Genesis, at the very least, is what we call oral tradition. It is not something that was written down from the source. It's not, it was never, almost never, probably in its written form the way we received it today. It was, it was a story that was told over and over and over and over and over again for centuries to explain something that people needed to know about God. And so, what is it that people need to know about God in this story? From the very beginning of chapter six, we hear about a God who is looking for justice. God created the world good. God created the world in God's image. And we learn that God declared it to be good. So God created mankind in his own image. And the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. And so what happened? What happens in the six chapters between God created the sun and the moon and the stars and the sky and the, the waters and the ground, and chapter six, where all of humanity is beyond redemption? The Lord saw humanity had become thoroughly evil on the earth, and every idea their minds thought up was always completely evil. The Lord regretted making human beings on the earth, and he was heartbroken. And what really happens 
is more complicated than just that Eve and Adam ate the apple or pomegranate. The real story is that human beings from the beginning of creation have wanted to be God. We have wanted to be in control, in charge. We have wanted to be able to decide what is good, what is valuable, what is right, what is God-like. We've wanted to have knowledge that is beyond our control, beyond what we as humans can do. And we've also had a tendency to disregard the things that God tells us to do that'll be good for us. And maybe you've had this experience with a child who doesn't listen. You tell them what's the right thing to do. You tell them how to live their life. You teach them all the good things and they grow up and they do all the wrong things because they think they know better or because they don't trust you or for whatever reason it is. And that's basically what we have going on here in the beginning of Genesis is a group of people who don't trust God to do the right thing. They don't trust their own humanity, their own vulnerability. They don't put themselves aside long enough to remember that God has got everything under control and they don't have to do all of this. And that the wages of these terrible things, the results of the way that they treat one another, the way that the results of the way that they treat God is ultimately gonna be destruction. It's going to be destruction of relationships, of friends and family, of their culture, of their world, of the flood. And so if we can remember where God is in this story, that God is from the beginning in this story, God is with them and present. And all God wanted was for them to appreciate that the creation was good. That. God created the sun and the moon and the stars and the night and the people themselves. And it was good. And that God deserved some respect. Come back tomorrow for the rest of the story. God bless. There's a place I know for certain I will someday see when I lay down my